If you get out into the woods, or just in your backyard, you'll notice all kinds of fungi, thanks to our recent wet summer. And while you don't have to pick them, they're sure fun to photograph, or just look at up close. And if you're with kids, use your imagination. Vivid colors and textures found seasonally on the forest floor may be the abode of gnomes or fairies. I'm Dave Anderson with the Forest Society. I'm Chris Martin with New Hampshire Audubon, and this is Something Wild. just beginning to learn how amazing fungi are. Just a few years ago, in the Canadian Arctic, scientists found a billion-year-old fossil fungus. The mushrooms that we see are just the tip of the iceberg, visibly fruiting bodies for a huge underground network of microscopic strands right there under your feet. Some people even call it the wood wide web. Fungi likely helped early plant life survive on Earth. Many plants can't make it without their underground fungal partners. That's right. Fungi and soil interact with trees to form intricate relationships called mycorrhizae. Strands of fungus merge with fine tree roots. On the microscopic level, you can't even tell where the plant root ends and the fungus begins. So, if that's all happening underground, what's the mushroom part for? The function of a mushroom is to reproduce, releasing spores that contain DNA from gills or pores on the underside of the mushroom's cap. Spores drop into the soil or are dispersed by wind. Oh, so like the cloud that appears when I stomp on a puffball? Why are you stomping on things? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, puffball smoke is really a cloud of spores. Worldwide, there's tens of thousands of types of spore-producing molds and fungi. But other varieties grow entirely underground. Take truffles, for example. They don't rely on wind to disperse their spores, right? Chipmunks, deer, and other forest dwellers dig up and eat the truffles and then spread the spores through their scat. These spores start new fungal strands. Not only do they enrich the soil, but they can combine with neighboring strands and reproduce that way, even without spores. You know, what amazes me is that fungi are a separate kingdom of life, distinct from both plants and animals. Right. And summer's rain was great for mushrooms. In September, I was out in the woods with a group we found all kinds of mushrooms. I posted photos on our Something Wild page. Did you know that in undisturbed forest soils, overall fungal diversity increases as forests age? There's that symbiotic relationship, good for both the fungus and tree. Trees trade sugars in the form of carbohydrates to feed the fungi. And then in turn, the forests gain a larger network, collecting water and nutrients to fuel growth. Speaking of fueling growth, in many cultures, people have consumed common edible mushrooms for centuries. Varieties like reishi, lion's mane, hen of the woods all have antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and maybe anti-cancer benefits. And now scientists say that fungi are responsible for helping to maintain the global carbon balance, storing and using carbon and their underground mycorrhizal networks to the tune of more than 13 billion metric tons of CO2. That's more than a third of all the annual global fossil fuel emissions. So like I said to begin, we're really just starting to understand the true value of fungi. To paraphrase a quote from Harvard ecologist E.O. Wilson, science has yet to turn its full attention to the microscopic wilderness and a single teaspoon of forest soil. It's great to have the fungus among us. Get out before the freeze and see what you can find. I'm Chris Martin. And I'm Dave Anderson. Something Wild is a joint production of the Forest Society, New Hampshire Audubon, and NHPR. Our producer is Jessica Hunt.